Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Inside Florida Racing. I'm C.C. Brooks, of course, as always, joined by Jack Smith and Rob Bonehead Eldon. Hey, Rob. Hey, C.C., how you doing? How was your weekend? My weekend was great. Now, I admit I didn't go to any races, but I did attend... My first Stone Crab baseball game. Oh, wasn't it Sunday. fun? Wasn't it was it a fun? blast. I sat right behind home plate. Oh, yeah. The Stone Crabs won again. They are doing. They're five, doing. Five they're doing better than the Tampa Bay Rays. Five times in a row. It's great, and I have um, tickets for uh, two games in May. So we had lots of fun, and Christopher caught a couple balls. So uh, we had a good time. Yeah, Jack was telling me that it's uh, real exciting to go to those games over there, and. Uh... They've got to figure out how to get people in the stands. Yeah, it, it's it's great. It was really a good time. I had a lot more fun than I thought I was going to. Yeah, well, me and Jack had a good time uh, at that race in Bronx, and it really turned out to be a uh, great turnout for the uh, Billy Grouch Myers Memorial at uh, Bronx Speedway. And uh, Jack, did you have a good time? Well, yeah, actually, I did. Um, and. Um... You know what? You know where I was standing over there in, in turn four. Yeah, you were standing right in the uh, yeah. zone. Yeah. Well, when those modifieds come down through there, it, it gives you something to think about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they might step out and get you if you uh, stuck your foot out there too much. But uh, it was a great show. They had a lot of cars show up. You know, uh, their uh, street stock class. They had a lot of cars in that. Uh, some of the cars from Ocala Speedway that run on the dirt, they came over there and raced and helped put on a great show. And I think each of the classes, uh, you know, they had a 50 lapper in that, a 75 lapper in the modified. Took them a little while to get going, and uh, but once they got a couple laps under their belts, uh, each one of the classes uh, got going and uh, put on a great show. How was the How was the grandstand attendance? Oh, it was packed. That's probably the most people have been at that racetrack since maybe. Uh, I don't know, maybe one of the big ASA races they might have had. Crasherama, maybe. Four pro races back when I used to race. Oh, good. I'm glad they had a great night. It, it, was a, it was a very, very good crowd for Bronson Motor Speedway. And I talked to, to Tony Parker, the new owner, this afternoon, and he was very happy and very pleased with it. Of course, there's, you know, there's all the stuff we don't see as, as fans, you know, unless you're... Uh, you know, really involved in the operation. There's a lot of things that maybe didn't go as smoothly as he wanted, but I think they were invisible to most of us, wouldn't you say, Rob? Yeah, I mean, uh, it ran real smooth for them to have a big show like that. So this is the big first big deal since uh, you know Tony Parker is taking it over, and uh, it performed well. I, I think about the worst thing that I could see happen was they ran out of bowl of peanuts and popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Rob. Rob had Cece. Rob. Rob uh, yeah. went to 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 Bronson and, and had to get his car jumped to get out of there. <laughs> he, he had to go get the, the. He had to get. He had to get towed. Uh, well, actually, he didn't get towed. He had to get a jump though. Yeah. From the the guy that goes out and fixes gets the cars going. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the track officials had to give him a jump. Oh. And he also, Rob, uh, did you t- did you try uh, the Chateau de Bonneman? Hey, Rob, I, ha- I haven't opened did, my did, bottle. Did we lose Sorry, Rob? Um, it sounds like we've lost Rob, Jack. Well, we must have lost Rob. I think so. Huh. 
We'll imagine that. Yes, I got my bottle. I haven't drank oh, it oh. yet. I'm going to hold on to it. Yeah, I haven't opened my bottle either. I'm I'm keeping it as a prized possession. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That of course was from uh, Rex uh, Hollinger at Christmas time, Rob. Mm-hmm. Um, how well are you hearing us Forgive tonight? Me during the show tonight. Uh, oh, uh, that's right. Brittany's grandmother has passed away today, and um. They're all still at the hospital, and uh, I've had to take care of little Robbie. So little Robbie's actually doing the show with us in the background. Oh, hi, little Robbie. Oh, he must he's be not listening. He must get he must be getting real big by now. He's about eighteen months old, and uh, he's getting bigger. He's not quite old enough to drive, but he's old enough to drive you crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, tonight. So tonight we're going to have uh, with us. Uh, the winner, of course, uh, we talked to, to Tate after the, sh- the, the race, and uh, he, he was, uh, you talked to, to him after the race uh, Saturday night, didn't you? And he'll, he'll be on with us tonight, but you, you talked to him after the race. What was his comments? What was his uh, demeanor? Oh, he was excited. He was real excited, because that, that was a great field of cars that they had. If, if you look through the names that were there, some of the, you know, the best modified racers in the state of Florida there, um, Jerry Simons was there, uh, the Rocket Man was there. Most uh, of the best Modified racers mm-hmm. in Florida were there. There were. It would have been easier to name uh, just a few who weren't really. Uh, probably so, because we could we could go on and on with the names of actually guys that were there, and it was a big field of cars that showed up, and uh, they put on a good show. Like I said, you know, at the beginning, you know, you've got some things that they had to work out, but they ran on the groove tires. I think they put on a great show on those groove tires. They proved that the tires uh, will work. And uh, it, it's a great show for the fans to see, and I think that the drivers enjoyed it as we talked to them tonight. Yeah, we'll find out. Uh, of course, the, the, the show was Wayne Jefferson, right? You know, uh, right. controversial turnaround of McLaughlin uh, during the race. Uh, Jack knows exactly what lap it was, but um, from my point of view, what I saw, it looked like that McLaughlin come off the corner and got a little bit loose and had to back out of the gas just ever so slightly for a second. When that happened, the rest is history. Um, and what the, uh, I guess, the powers to be saw was that Wayne caused it. But I think at that point, they wouldn't have done any harm by putting both of them back in their spot. Um, but I know they don't normally do that. But but then we wouldn't have got to see the clinic put on by uh, Wayne. Um, you know, You know that, Rob? I think he might have still had just as hard a time to try to get in the lead, but yeah. that was probably the hardest that Wayne's had to drive for 70 laps um, or for 60 laps, however long it took him to get uh, up into fourth spot. Right. He drove really hard, and it definitely was a clinic from the rear, and uh, he had a good time doing it, but I think his luck is improving there. It was, You know what I, th- I thought was funny was... Um when uh, in the post race interview, when uh, Tom Cooper was interviewing Wayne, um, and uh, he was concluded the interview, or they introduced him when he started the interview, the amount of cheers that came out of the Bronson grandstands for Wayne Jefferson was pretty cool. Yeah, you know, and uh, I don't want to discount Robbie Cooper's performance. Um, he put on a stellar performance, running second pretty much all night, and was real stand up in the way that he drove and. You know, Tate had a good car. That's all there is to it. Sure he enough. Front, he stretched it out, and he dealt with all the cautions there at the end. Or he'd have won it by a long shot if there hadn't been any cautions at the end. Well, and, and Robbie Cooper should be commended for putting, you know, he did the the lion's share of the work of getting those uh, 
top drivers from all over every corner of Florida. I mean, you got the guys from Fast Car to come over, and uh, that doesn't happen very often. And that's that was uh, uh, predominantly the work of Robbie Cooper, uh, calling these guys and getting them to come to the Grouch Myers, the Billy Grouch Myers Memorial. There, it was uh, you know he should be commended for the work he did in that as well. Did you get a chance to talk to Tony Parker after the race? Talk to him today. As what did he say? He was very happy. He, uh, as I said, I think you were uh, dealing with something else there. I said a few minutes ago. He, uh, you know, he, they had some th- things go on, some glitches and, and stuff in their program that that were kind of invisible to most of us, you know. But you know, their radios didn't work the way they were supposed to, and they had this problem, that problem, problem with the microphones at times, and little little things like that that irritate, you know, the the, the guy who's trying to make it all perfect. But he was very, very pleased and, and was, uh, you know, very, you know, thankful to uh, all the people that helped make it make it happen. And he was very, very happy with his uh, with his first big show there. DC, you know how much they charge to get in the grandstand? Mm, I'm gonna take a guess. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. That's right. Ten dollars. Awesome. Eight dollars if you're under fifty-five. Twelve and under went free. The tech so, man. It packed out. Rob, the tech man, of course. We're gonna have him on tonight. Smitty. Yeah. Now, you know him from the way back, right? Oh, yeah. Smitty was one of the original tech men at Sunshine Speedway when I pulled up with my first street stock at Sunshine Speedway with a red band beside me. And see, I didn't realize at that time that red band was well known in the tech shed already for all kinds of ways of stretching the, uh, 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 how do you want to call it, stretching the tech manual. <laughs> But here I am, the new guy, <laughs> bringing my car up there with all kinds of things that are wrong on it. I don't know anything, but uh, Smitty called it all. <laughs> yeah, so he's... Long story short, he called it all, you know, and it's funny. He's been there. He's been at uh, Citrus. He's been uh, involved in a lot of uh, modified shows. He loves modified racing, uh, as we'll find out. Yeah, we're also going to talk to uh, Jason Beckner, the... Um announcer and uh all purpose guy down at uh uh Charlotte County. They had uh a huge uh, uh three day truck deal in the last uh, was this past week or the week no, before the week, it was week, the week before. before. Week, week before, before and we were gonna talk to Jason uh last week and we didn't do our show last week, so we're gonna talk to Jason tonight and um Did they, you go to any of that C C? No. No, no, I, 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 wasn't interested in going out to the mon- go out to monster trucks. But um, I heard, you know, uh, people went and had a good time. And CCMP has another big event coming up, I believe, like in mid-May. So I'm sure Jason will give us all the details about that. Why didn't you want to go see the monster trucks? Because I saw them the last time they were there. <laughs> yeah, but that was a different show. And I was bored. Okay. So. Yeah. Um, there, my life is just really busy and sort of had has had a big uh, change in it, you know. And so I'm, you need the high energy races to get you excited. Is that what it's about here? Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. Hold on a second. We just kind of bounced over. No, we haven't. We got a week off the show. What, what's this new thing in your life? What's going on? I, I, I guess you could say I have a I have a new family, Rob, and, and what a new family. She adopted so, a new family. A whole family. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know, I have a new boyfriend, and he has a 10-year-old son, and I'm busy, you know, doing family stuff with them. Step monster? I guess I'm on my way to that title, yeah. <laughs> but no, you know, and there's baseball and bull riding coming up and other things, you know, we'll mix racing into that also. Are they race fans? Yes, Matt, I've, I've, I've known them for two years, met them at Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah. So I'm I'm a happy little girl. Well, I'm glad to hear that that's working out. Um, <laughs> but as just, far as other races that uh, went on this weekend, Jack, what what went on? Help me out. Here. Well, you know, I was on the road, man. I got back here at <laughs> uh, what three thirty in the morning. Wrote a story and uh, you know recovered on Sunday. Um, CC, what do you got? Jack to stay. Huh? I tried to get Jack to stay, CC, but he would. Well, my daughter's in town from San Francisco, um, and uh, I had to. I was just. I couldn't wait to see her again on Sunday because she was going back, and uh, so I, I really couldn't stay up there. But we had a great time. It was. Uh, it was. It's always fun. I've never been to Bronson. Now I'll tell you this: the only time I've ever been to Bronson Motor Speedway and I didn't have fun was once or twice when I went too early in the year, mm-hmm. and it was really cold and windy. Yeah. But uh, other than that, I always have a good time going to that little speedway because when you get there, you know, there's no place in Florida like it. It is very unique. The track surface is really banked. It's a small little one third mile track, and uh, you get those that kind of modified. You get those twenty some modifieds out there, and it's like crazy. Well, you know what I'm wondering: what is happening out at Clewiston? What is happening with uh, Ken the Kenny? And- we we have pictures that I got last night, photographs of the work in progress in the clay that is going down on the track, and mm-hmm. um, they'll be on the HenryCountyRacing.com site tonight with some updates. Late tonight, it'll be available tomorrow, I'm sure. Because. I'm ready to get on the dirt again. Yeah. I'm ready to race on dirt again. That was a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to doing it again. Yeah. And speaking of dirt, I heard from Justin Choquette, who raced through the United Dirt Laid Model Jack. Really? Yeah, he gave me a call today, and um, unfortunately he's not able to race this year. But, uh, yeah, I was talking to him and and, uh, got a little – we were talking about Jeffrey Choquette and everything going on and the – you know their world of racing, and um, it just really made me realize I'm I want to get back on the dirt again. So I'm hoping I uh, can't wait. To like in a car, the- or do you want to like go go see? Are you talking like? Well, I want to get a- back. I want to get back to seeing dirt racing, but I'd like to do another dirt race. You know, media race on dirt again. Yes. Oh, okay. That was fun. All right. I liked it. I have to get uh, Ken Kenny to arrange one of those. I'm sure he'll do that sort yeah. of stuff. Um, we're also going to talk to the folks at Fast Car here in a little bit. Um, Cece, can you take care of this little thing right here? Sure. And, this little um, thing at the bottom there? Yeah. Okay. A little racing news for you. The Florida Midget Auto Racing Association is proud to honor one of their drivers, Fast Freddy. Is there anything else there? Because that got cut off there. Um, I've got Fast Freddy was a Hall of Fame inductee, a father and great friend to many. Freddy was involved in a racing accident at Charlotte County Motorsports Park in May of 2008 and later succumbed to his injuries at 79 years of age. That is why uh, we're going to honor him annually at Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Um, the event, the first event is coming up May 9th. 
Plus, the TQ, TQ Midgets will run for 26 laps in honor of Freddie's number, which he drove the number six car. There will be a uh, six-lap heat race, meet and greets with the driver before the feature. That's coming up May 9th at the Charlotte County Motorsports Park. For more information, you can go to www.fltqmidgets.com. And you can also probably uh, place a call out to the Charlotte County Motorsports Park, and they will be able to answer questions for you also. We found him. We found him. Let me see if I didn't him. realize he was lost. Well, he wasn't. He wasn't really <laughs> lost. He wasn't really lost. I don't think. But uh, anyway, we found him. There's a lot of hallways. The Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Hey there, Wayne. Wayne Jefferson. Uh, man, let me tell you what, Wayne. He has the a show that you put on at the race uh, Saturday night, Billy uh, Grouchmeyer's Memorial. Um, I know that uh, Wayne set fast time. By the way, we didn't talk about that earlier. Congratulations. Uh, he was big time faster than anyone else. Um, where did they make you start, Wayne? Uh, I pulled four on the inversion. Pulled four. Talk to us. Talk to us through the race at your uh, vantage point. Well, we started fourth there, and we was able to get in line there on the uh, one of them starts there. Finally, when we uh, completed a lap. We was able to get down in front of Robbie there and uh, squeeze in the third. And, uh, and we were kind of riding it out right there a little bit and it looked like Sean's car was starting to go away a little bit. And I started pushing the issue and I wanted to get up there and get with tape as quick as I could. So kind of got in there a little bit on him, come off a of four and got in there a little further off a of two. And then it kind of narrows up over there off a of two and we just kind of got together. I mean, more or less just out of rate. You know, I was trying to get up under him and he was trying to get you know off the corner and stay hold his line but at the same time the racetrack kind of narrows up to where you know i we both got to be in the only spot there is to be so we ended up getting together and he spun out and of course we went to the rear so and we i was really wasn't you know going to put it in the pits and just not not take the chances but it looked like the field thinned out a little bit there it wasn't too bad so we was like well i'll give it a shot if i can't get up through there a few cars and try to you know at least build a race then i'll just pull off so man we went back there and i don't know it just we just started passing cars the car was working good and uh we ended up getting back up the fourth right behind back behind sean actually where i started so you had a couple of moments coming through there now i know even when you were driving you had to know they were close uh particularly uh so one got a little squirrely there in uh, three and four, and it, it, you just made it through there. Did it seem that way to you? Oh <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it seemed that way to me. About every car I got by, so it's just the way that place is. It's kind of dark. It's got some dark spots in it, you know, and then it's got some spots where, like coming off a of four, where the lights kind of glare in your windshield and is what kind of hurts your vision. But yeah, it gets narrow down. It's just a narrow little racetrack to be on as far as the exact groove you got to be in. And, I mean, you know, we were fortunate enough we got got something good out of the place this time because usually we don't. Well, I don't. I don't recall finishing many races there. I've been there probably ten or twelve times, but so finally got something good out of it. Talk to us a little bit about. You were talking about the racetrack, and we talk about this track being a different racetrack. Um, I I always said that the track reminded me of a little bit smaller Ocala Speedway with really banked corners. Um, the back straightaway where you guys got in that issue back there uh, talk to the folks a little bit about how this track is like a circle 
Yeah, well, the line you run, if somebody was to look at it, actually look at it, you'd see that you're really running a circle. The, the uh, When you come off the corner, you're just, you know, it's kind of arced out to the wall, but as you get to the wall, you start to arc back in, on really on both ends. But the backstretch, when you it's just the way the banking is up off of two, and when you get off of two, it kind of dips down. And when it dips down, it kind of unloads the car a little bit as it comes back up, and then you know, you have to kind of let the car drift out toward the walls to keep your forward bite, keep your grip in the car. And, it, and then, you know, it just, there's not enough room back there. It just gets real narrow. That, that, that No matter, even if you come off on the bottom, you, you if you're by yourself, you still need to move up that racetrack and use all of that racetrack. And it's just, it's a neat place to really to, to race around, but it's a really tough place to race around. I remember when we raced there in the late miles, there wasn't no wall there. Florida first no, when we raced no. there, and it was it was tough down that back stretch because you know obviously without a wall it can be less forgiving to a point until you go down about a twenty five foot bank. Yeah, <laughs> I dropped my right side off of the back stretch off the asphalt one night. That was one of my non finishes. Right, yeah. But you know he hooked it and jerked the car around and off he went. You know, but yes, it's a wild little place. Yeah, you know, it was good to see, uh, like, Don Carter there. I saw Jeff Sloan there. I didn't get a chance to talk to either one of them, but I noticed Jeff didn't race. He had his car there, but he didn't race. Uh, um, he was working on diamonds. it. I talked about him. I, I think he just had a bad night. Um, yeah, he never really got the place. I don't think he ever got the grip he was looking for there while he was there. Uh, Chet, Chet Sinekos off. He, he was there. He, he's raced many years around with you, and I was hoping to see Chet in the figure eight race. Yeah, he he actually got a couple of modified wins there, a couple of a fifty lapper and a hundred lapper or something, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so he's won there actually. But uh, it was good to see all you guys together, and I hope that uh, and I know that it's already being in the works that there's going to be a couple more of those races there, and uh, I hope that the modified class continues to uh, you know uh, grow and, and at least be to where you guys have you know twenty or twenty four cars at every race. It's great. Yeah, it sure was. It was nice to see that many cars. I mean, there were still another three, four, five guys that really should have been there. I mean, you know, Collins wasn't there, and Dempsey wasn't there, and Ralph Bowman wasn't there. I mean, just off the top of my head, you know, and it, there's, I mean, there's... They're waiting for sunshine to open back up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a good chance, you know, you could get another, you could get a race with the 30 cars in it, you know, if we could, we could just get a few more coming, you know. But, I mean, that was a good turnout. I'm really glad for them, you know, like I said. Before really ain't my favorite place, but I really, we went up there. And we had a good time. We stayed Friday night, practiced a little bit, and hung out with my buddies, you know, Carino and McLaughlin and them guys. And we we just had a good weekend, you know. It just worked out. I didn't overthink it. I didn't get you know nervous about it or anything. I just went there to have a good time, and that's what ended up happening. Well, Wayne, you certainly had some. Uh, there was a, a lot of people in the in the grandstands who. Uh, we're hooping it up and clapping and applauding when you were introduced there at after the race. So you, you definitely made some uh, open some eyes there. That's for sure. Yeah, I was, that was uh, surprising actually. You know, I mean, I, when I we pulled up there and they, they said my name, I hear everybody cheer, and I was like, man, that's pretty cool. You know, because I I don't think about that when I'm doing it. It's not like you know you're making a move on a guy and you're like, oh man, I hope did everybody see that? Did that look cool? You know, you're, you're <laughs> right. thinking about that kind of stuff. <laughs> you're just in the rock. Don't you lie to us. It's far from that, believe me, behind the wheel. You're just like, sometimes you don't know, you know, what's going on. You're trying to make a move. All you're worried about is, like, where's the, where's the, what's on the left, what's on the right, you know. 
Butter's got my dad. You did a grand Hanging job on. getting through there for sure. Uh, your, uh, I know that uh, Bill was down there uh, the whole time, right up on the fence, you know, uh, yeah. trying to get you through it. And uh, yeah. I'm sure he had to deal with you a little bit when he told you that you were going to have to go to the rear. But, uh, you know, yeah. years of racing. I, I remember when uh, we were all started racing, you know, uh, things are a lot different from that day to now. And, you know, uh, as you get older, you realize that, hey, I got more talent. As long as I got, you had a bunch of laps left, I think you probably uh, could have done it with maybe 20 less laps than what you had, but you had plenty of time. That's all I was saying. Well, at least he's going back there now. If anybody else goes back there, they're going to have less laps. Right. You did a great job, though, and uh, congratulations. And uh, we'll be seeing you again here soon. Uh, anybody you want to thank? Yeah, I just want to thank everybody that helped me. And, and uh, you know, I, like, I just, like you said, I'm older now, and I enjoy going more with uh, my friends and kind of hang out. with. More, I used to not, like, really want to be friends with my competitors, where now I'm, I'd rather be, you know, I'd rather associate with them and have a good time hanging out with them. And, and then just race them on the track as best we can. You know, I just want to thank all them guys, my guys I raced with, man, and, and everybody at Bronson for putting on a good show and really uh, letting everybody feel like making everybody feel at home. You know, so I, I, I mean, it's just a, it was just a good all weekend for them and, and the exposure they got out of it and the show that they got out of it. So I just want to thank all them guys and all the people that put it on. You know. Hey, I forgot to ask you one thing. I, I can't go away without doing it. Um, I talked to you about it before, about the groove tires. We talked about the uh, actual qualifying time difference uh, you thought was close to a second. After racing with them, those tires stayed pretty consistent, Wayne, all night, especially with you. Yeah, um, and they, go ahead. They, I, I guess they kind of do. You know, I mean, I'm still learning them, too. I've only ran on them, I think, three times. You know, that was my third time. So, <clears throat> it they're... I, you know, they do stay consistent like that and last a little longer. I mean, I still don't like them because they just, you know, they take away from our speed. And, I mean, I, I did bust off a pretty good lap, which I, I it was faster than I expected, obviously. But, you know, it probably only put it about a half a second off, which is generally what we're ending up at with whoever's a fast qualifier at these different tracks on these tires. Generally, it's right at about a half a second difference from where we used to be. So, right. you know, I mean, I, I know our race times are probably slowing down, too, but, I mean, if that's making for the, you know, it, again, it's entertainment and it has to be good for the fans, you know. Like, granted, we have to be happy with it too, but, you know, look, the people are still coming. You know, I complained about it as much as anybody and I still showed up and, and ended up having a good night, you know, racing on them like we've been racing on them for years, you know. So it, it's, it's good for the economic part of it, whatever it takes to get these guys out. I mean, hey, you know. I'll hey, Wayne, really think about this. Think about this. If they'd have never taken you guys off of those tires, it wasn't even you guys then because you weren't even racing them then. If they'd have never taken those off of groove tires, there'd be more of those cars racing today. They'd have never yeah. put them on a split. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. I mean, overall, they would eventually just brought more and more people out to it. Well, anyways, great job. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, and uh, we'll talk to you again. See you, Wayne. Uh, Bye, Wayne. Hey, hello, CC. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? All right. Talk to you, man. Bye. Right. Appreciate it. All right. Well, it sounds like I missed one heck of a race. You did. You I did. did. You I did. did. You did, but I'm sure you were having a good time. I was. You know, I'm very happy. I'm sure. No complaints. Always that, you know, what do you call it, uh, uh, things that happen during the race. Yeah. Drama. Mm-hmm. Issues. Uh, 
spin out. Yeah. Uh, people getting hit with the bonehead rule. All that. Well, and the pure stock race was a good race, too. Uh, Tommy Smith yeah. won it. And uh, uh, actually, all the Ocala guys that were there that supported it. They came yeah. and, uh, and yeah. raced. And, and I think they did great. You know, uh, yeah. some of them were really fast. Um, now, Smitty, speaking of fast, the guy that won, I think he got ousted, didn't he? No, that was his brother. Um, our uh, January driver of the month, I believe, was Richie Smith. And 142? Yeah, and uh, that was Tommy's brother, and he was second. Uh, Richie was second, and uh, uh, the Springs, I believe, got him. And, uh, of course, you, you can ask Smitty about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Let's, get, let's take a break, come back. Maybe we'll, we'll, maybe we'll catch up with Smitty right now. All right. We'll be right back on Inside Florida Racing. Presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper. Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper. Truly the long arm of the law at the movie theater. You and a velvet rope are all that keep the huddled masses from a free flick. Show the men Ever vigilant, you boldly demand to see our stuff. Getting a little personal, don't you think? Who's the guy in the military-style uniform that would make any third-world dictator proud? Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper, that's who. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Stubmaster, because you really tear it up. Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. Welcome back. It's Inside Florida Racing. And as the show moves on, we have our next guest. Rob, who is that on the line with you? We've got Smitty on the line. And uh, Smitty, uh, one of the best tech men in the business, uh, a guy that can uh, catch guys trying to stretch that rule book a little bit. How you doing, Smitty? Okay. You doing all right? Yep. <clears throat> Slow but sure. Slow but sure. Now... Let's talk a little bit about just how long you've been into this uh, tech shed business. Because, you know, I was talking earlier that since I've been racing, my first street stock that I brought through the uh, tech area at Sunshine Speedway was looked at by none other than yourself. Yeah, I remember those days. You remember those? Yep, I remember those days. I was telling them that I came through there with the wrong person. I had Red Van with me and had no idea that he was so well-known in your tech shed. Oh, yeah. Me and Red go back a long way. 
So, uh, how long have you been have you been doing uh, the teching? Uh, about thirty five years. Thirty five years, and, and uh, where'd you start at? At Sunshine. At Sunshine. Yep. Were you one of their first tech men that they ever had? No, I worked with uh, John Fox and Al Ampere and uh, a whole bunch of different people. I used to work underneath of a lot of them, you know. And uh, I just got tired of seeing people get away with garbage, and that was the only way I could stop it. Well, I know that you were always real good with uh, the stock-type classes and yeah. figuring out, you know, what's stock and what's not. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, I, you just you have to go down and just start going through the books and looking and, you know... Almost anybody can get away with something once, but after I've seen it once, I always I, I see things and I say, something's not right. So then I, I let it go, because I'm not sure, and I don't want to take nobody's money unless I'm sure. Then I'll find out what it is, and the next time they come through, well, that made it through the last time. Yeah, but I've investigated this a little bit, <laughs> and that's how to figure out what was stock and what wasn't. You know, it took me a long time to to learn as much as I have, you know. And it's just like anything else. I don't consider anybody cheating until they're caught, you know. Yeah, you used to always get us with those A-frame bolts, and we'd use those head bolts. They were long. <laughs> well, let's tell you, you can't use those. But they're longer. Well, you need them to be longer. <laughs> right. Right. You need them to be longer to stretch. Just move it just a little bit more, you know. And that's, you know, that was part of the rules, so... So what did uh what what was the one forty two uh illegal on this week up there? Uh springs. What rear, had he rear done? springs were uh one was de arched and the other was arched and arched spring to give it you know, stagger in the, the rear end. Sure. And uh you know, looking at them they didn't look bad, but you lay them out on the ground and it showed up right away. Now were they surprised when you had them busted? Springs out of there, they're probably thinking you're going to mess with motor or something. Oh, yeah. well, we did the first place guy. We we took the motors, out, uh, took the head off the first place guy. I CC'd the head. I uh, checked the valves and measured the valves and everything else. Measured the springs. He wanted to know what I was doing that for. I said, "That's what they're supposed. To, that's what they tell me. Yours is supposed to be a stock class, so springs are supposed to be between 123 and 125." And oh, I didn't know that. Well. <laughs> look look at your book. <laughs> you know, and then the so, leader, so a lesson we took for them to learn is yeah. to read their rule book, right? Oh, yes, yes. You know, there's always a lot of gray areas in a rule book, but it just takes, you know, those guys out there probably now getting away with a lot of stuff, but they just You're don't look at it real close, you know? Race car drivers cheat? So... Wait, you you got to be kidding, man. People aren't really getting away with stuff, are they? Oh, yeah. I can take, I go to a lot of different racetracks, and I see a lot of stuff that I know that I, it never get by the days when we were at Sunshine, you know. Well, now, here's here's my favorite one, and nobody ever gets popped for this one, but we, there was a momentary mention of it when we were chatting up at Bronson uh, on Saturday. Traction control. What's the real deal with? I always have to ask tech guys about traction control. Uh, I have seen several different types, but it's next to impossible to find it. 
Uh, and the way I've looked at it for years is if NASCAR can't find it, how in the hell am I going to find it? <laughs> there you go. Who you cares? Know, right, that's it. You know, well, I do, you do care to an extent because NASCAR tells you that if you if you're caught with it, you'll never race NASCAR again. Everybody says that. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they have the money to back it up and to try to find it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, the first thing I guess, if you see a rear end and it's got electric wires coming out, of you don't the see it. You don't, you don't see it. I yeah. know of one unit. I talked to a guy four or five years ago over at the workshop, promoters workshop, mm-hmm. and he had the, the, the traction control there, and it doesn't work off the rear end. It has to do with the electronics of the motor, it, right? It worked off the left front tire. And the distributor. And that's, you know, but you try to find the wire that goes to the left front wheel. And you try to find that sensor that they have. I looked and looked and looked. And he said, if you want to pay me the $3,500 that I get for this, I'll show you exactly where it's at. I wasn't going to spend 3500 bucks. Yeah, all this all this conversation came up over uh, talking about in, in uh, checking a modified. What yeah. exactly can be checked in a modified? And uh, for you folks that don't understand out there that may be listening, uh, you know, a lot of these classes have different things that uh, can be checked. But with modifieds, they have a pretty uh, open rule book, don't they, Smitty? Yeah, they do. It's they're seven pounds per cubic inch, and that's basically a, you know. Damn near run what you're brung. As long as you want to claim the cubic inches, you know, you weigh the weight, you can run the motor, you know. Uh, and it's uh, it's hard to, you know, anything so if somebody else. Lied, if somebody lied about that, then you could catch them. If you well, that's what after the race I P&G'd them, and that will bring up, you know, right away pretty well what it is. Explain you know. to the folks what that means. They hear P&G all the time. That's taking the compression out of the cylinder. And you do it times the cylinder, blah, blah, blah. And it brings up a scale, and it'll tell you that this motor is 355 cubic inches, 358 cubic inches, 400. You right. Know, so it's, a math equation. it's a math equation on the size of the cylinders. And the right, right. And then you times eight. and blah. It, it, You know, I have a chart that I go by, and that's all it was done with is that was figured out from that. You know what I'm saying? We sit down years ago and did it so you didn't have to do that every night at the racetrack. No. You, you know that if, if one P&G's at 36, 37, it's 355, 358. You know, one P&G's at 40, you know, it's it's up in the 400s. Now, Cece and Jack, I want you to mm-hmm. listen to this, what they used to do at Sunshine. If you ran an illegal part yeah. on your car and you got caught, we kept they it. kept that part. That's right. They kept it. Wow. Well, that prevented them from using it again. Well, that's <laughs> the idea. I guess, you know, that's an expensive way for them to learn their lesson. Yeah. And well, the work. They give it back at the end of the year. Years ago, the biggest way to hurt a racer was hit him in his wallet. Yeah. Times haven't changed that much. I was going to say, wouldn't that, wouldn't that rule apply now, too? Oh, it would work great. It It does. Still, there's a lot of guys that have a lot of money, and they don't care. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I know teams out there that 
the wallets are still deep. You know, even though there's a recession, it's still deep. They don't care. They, if they get caught, you know, some of these big guys would lose a motor. They don't care. Wow. It's it's uh. Yeah, modifieds. They used to lose their motors. CC. What would happen yeah. is they had a claimer rule, and if uh, the top ten guys came through, um, starting with uh, was it fourth place on or from yeah. second place? From fourth place on, he could buy any of the top three guys' motor. He had to have the money in his pocket. He had to have what five hundred bucks or something. Yeah, five hundred bucks. You walk away with the motor. You could take their motors. You didn't have to give up yours either. You take theirs. Even if they didn't want, I mean, even if they did not want to sell it? If they didn't want to sell it, they never raced again. That's yes, right. Point. It's the rule. It used to be very important. Well, why do? Why would they make such an unfair rule like that? It's not unfair. It's not. It's not. It's, Explain it. It makes everybody work the same. Yeah. It's when the class very started, CC Modifieds was what they called a claimer rule. They didn't run on slick tires like they do today. They had a, a groove-type tire. They were... They were just a little bit better class than the street stock, and um, they had a claimer rule, and that rule was you could put whatever motor you want in this car, but if you're going to run our points program, if you're going to race at our racetrack, basically at Sunshine, because it was their class, then uh, if you win, you're subject to losing your motor in your car. If you don't give it up, then don't come back. So what that does is it keeps guys from putting $10,000 motor in their car. Doesn't the IMCA still do that? Yes, the IMCA still runs a claim. The biggest modified divisions of racing in the country, they still hmm. do. Uh, yeah. last, year they had, last year they had 605 registered for the big race. So this is to level the playing field. Exactly. Right. right, and we've never, I remember five, ten, well, ten years ago anyway, there was around ten or eleven years ago, somewhere in there, there was a lot of uh, talk in Florida. It was a constant theme about the claimer rule mm -hmm. in the modifieds and. As a matter of fact, there was a couple of times people, it was a rule that was actually on the books. I mean, over at Fast Car, I remember somebody, and I don't remember who it was, claimed another guy's motor, and the guy was that was claimed was a young young youngster. I think he was a 13, 14, 15-year-old phenom of some. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that, Smitty? Yeah. And all hell broke loose. Yep. Paul, you know, I'll tell you, I, I kind of zoned out there for a second, but are you talking about Sunshine? No, this was he was claimed over at New Smyrna. Yeah. And uh, they had it in the rule that it was claimed. Yeah. And he his dad just had money and they raised all sorts of hell and yeah. that's when they, Don and them just decided to change it. You know. And, and some of those changes, you know, it's, I feel like a, one of the big problems in racing and, and not having the car counts that we have today or things just like that. I was just talking to Wayne Jefferson, saying if they'd have never changed that group tire rule on those modifieds and never put quick tires on them, there'd be a ton more modifieds today out there racing. If if they would have left Gulf Coast alone, oh boy, and put them on, and even put them on the, those tires, you couldn't. You you'd have thirty five cars at every show. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, you, and, you would. And, I really do believe it. And what do you think, CC? I mean. uh Smitty, I'm sorry, CC Smitty, about, okay. um, and, and, and also in talking about if they left that alone, same thing with the the, the, the sportsmen and uh, limited late models and late models of today. I feel like the, uh, the, the general public out there is, is being duped into seeing the, uh, a late model show that they don't know what it is. You know, we watched the sportsman race the other night. The cars look just like a late model. Uh, 
the super late models today, when you say, oh, it's a super late model, so well, super late model, it's a mix of all kinds just because they look alike, they blend them. Do you think that they should go back and maybe say, okay, if it's a limited late model, put them on a six inch, I mean, an eight inch mm-hmm. flick, and yeah. then put super late models on a 10 inch flick and make that class different? Yeah. Well, we got into this argument years and years ago when I put them on two barrels at Sunshine. Right. We had the biggest car count of late models in the state, and everybody said if I put them on two barrels, I was going to lose every car I had. Put them on That's two right. barrels, and we still run. had 20, 25 cars. You know, and they said, well, the people in the grandstands are going to know the difference that you put them on two barrels. You could walk through that grandstands and ask anybody. No. And they didn't. They couldn't tell the difference. No. And within a year and a half, they were back up to the same speed as what they were doing when they were with a four barrel. Exactly. So what, you know, a lot of times, killing the horsepower makes them go fast. And the, but they didn't understand that, you know. So, mm-hmm. but, well, I think I think there's a lot to that. I, you know, we get a lot of complaints here and there from promoters and fans, even drivers, about, you know, car counts, car counts. And I think that, um, you know, Don Rohn used to always say the drivers are a big problem with the car count. They're, they're the problem of, of why the car counts aren't there. And I think that it's just the opposite. I, I think that it's, it's guys like Don, and I like Don a lot. I, I have a lot of respect for him. Uh, and Robert Hart, I have a lot of respect for him. Um, but in trying to change rules along the way that were working just fine, and like he said, today the IMCA rules, they're working fine. they got 600 people that show up, you know. Um, I think that if they go back to that, and you know what? They sort of have. We saw it the, the other night with the groove tires. There wasn't a slick at the track. That's right. And, and it was a great show. Every one of them was. And I think that if these modifieds can try to price themselves down a little bit so it's not so expensive to have one, I think we will continue to see more of these guys show up. Well, let's put it this way. If, if they stay with those treaded tires, you're going to see a lot more of them. I really do believe it. Yep. Because it does, that cuts the expense down, and it cuts the speed down to an extent. Oop. And I think it's just going to make it a lot more even and, and a better playing field for well, all of them. Well, we, I remember we asked we asked a lot of these guys, but I remember specifically one conversation with Wayne Jefferson on, on uh, this show a couple of years ago, and we asked him what the most, you know, the biggest problem um with the money and racing modifieds, and it's very simple. It's simply tires. Yeah. It's it's it's. You can't keep pouring money after money. Uh, people just uh, you know, they're racers. A racer is his own worst enemy. You can let him do anything he wants, but if you keep giving him more and more and more. You've got five or six people that say, yeah, man, I, I like this, I like this. And then you got another 15 or 20. That's just like the Gulf Coast. When I left the Gulf Coast, I had 22 cars every week, sometimes 24. Okay? It was taken over by a certain person, but I'm not going to say any names. And they said, oh, we're going to put these big motors in there. That's going to make it a lot better. So then we started having 8, 10, 12, 10, 8, 6. Now, who was, who was right? Who was right? 
Well, there was uh, Saturday night, there was also another uh, modified race in Florida over at Auburndale Speedway. They also had uh, 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 modifieds because they were already on their schedule. Yeah. And uh, they had uh, 17 or 18 of them. Um, I don't know. But they run the treaded tires too, Smitty? No. They were on slicks. I, I think they were on slicks. I'm not I'm not positive about the treaded tires. Yeah, I'm not I either. I talked to a lot of them. I just, this weekend was the first time I've seen it, and I thought it was the best thing they've done for Oh, there's no question about it. No doubt. No doubt. And, but anyway, there was uh, uh, 40 modifieds anyway, more a little more than 40 modifieds out racing uh, on asphalt in Florida this past weekend. Yeah, but if these guys would just say, hey, Rex, call Tony, call Critter, call, you know, John. I'm having a show this weekend. Don't have one. Next week you have your show. I won't have one. Can you imagine what it'd be like? Yeah, well, this this particular one in the uh, equation of things, there was uh, it was one of it was one of those things that's a little unavoidable because the uh, because uh, Auburndale already had it on their schedule, and then. Uh, uh, when they when they scheduled this uh, B- uh, Billy uh, 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 Myers Memorial up there, the family was coming in. Uh, this was the only time that they could be there to do their deal, and it was uh, the time that the sponsor. Uh, it was the. Could, yeah, well, I understand. This you, is one. That's one in a hundred. Yeah, exactly. But I go to a racetrack, and I, you know, and I listen to this. You know, well, the Joe Blow down below me, he's having a or. This guy over the other, he's having, you know, why? They're not smart enough to do that, Betty. You know, okay, and, and there again, it, 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 if you got them all together, they'd never agree on anything. That's another thing that Don Narone has said for years. You get them all together, they'll never agree on anything. And, and that's an issue. That's an issue because they all got the playing field, but they open them up at the same time with the same ball game going on. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, it was... Uh... It was uh, a good time up there at uh, Bronson Motor Speedway this past weekend, no doubt, Smitty. What do you say? You give, oh, yeah, we yeah. had a hell of a time. I, re- I really enjoyed it. You know, yeah. I'll be back up there next weekend. We got uh, this coming weekend. I've got the Outlaw Modifieds up there. Oh, cool! The Four Cylinder Modifieds. Yeah, exactly. That's a good show too. Yeah, we'll. Uh, you know, we're we're trying to grow. We've got ten, twelve, fourteen. Sometimes, you know. It's just tough. You know, this economy has hurt a lot of people. I've well, got a lot of guys that have no job and yeah. are trying to race, you know, and it, it just, it, it's tough on all of them, you know. Well, I'll tell you, as soon as they open Sunshine back up, you won't have to travel so much, huh? <laughs> I'd love to see that. I really would, you know. Yeah, well, you never know what will happen. Uh, you know, you hear rumors and rumors and rumors. And I, we I, spread I, them. We've been spreading them for a while. <laughs> yes, we have. Back up. I wish it would. You know, I'm the you know one right behind you if they they do. You know, well we found out it never hurts to spread some rumors. That's it. You know, <laughs> well you, you never know. Somebody might kick on to it and go with it. You know, you we know. had a uh, Tony Amico. Yeah, we had Tony Amico on the show, and since he got rid of one, we said you know that's the best one for you to get. Maybe make a road course out the side of it and everything. And yeah, so. he he said that wasn't a bad idea at all. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's got the money to do it, so. Well, that's what we all think. Well, I don't know, you know. <laughs> you know, uh, it's a tough world out there, but, you know, if it ever did happen, you know, your phone would ring, uh, Laverne Patrick's phone would ring, uh, try to get everybody out there. That'd be nice. I'd really like to see that again. Uh, Smitty, thanks a lot for spending some time with us here on Inside Florida Racing, man. We really appreciate it. 
Anytime. Just give me a holler and let me know. <laughs> okay. All right, buddy. See you. See you all later. All right. Bye. See you at the track, man. Bye. There you go, Rob. See you at the local track. That's true, because Smitty will be there. Uh, so sounds like uh, he'll be uh, back up there at Bronson uh, for the uh, outlaw race. That's good. You know, it's funny. Uh, you mentioned that rumor thing and... Uh, uh, rumors, rumors, all kinds of rumors and untrue things being spread. I had, so, I had a promoter the other day, uh, not a track owner, but a promoter of uh, uh, racing. He does promotes races, and uh, you know he was talking to me about it. And I've had track owners talk to me about this too this year, about how crazy it is in racing is that people will get on message board, and I'm talking about even track owners, not just you know unidentifiable nobodies, you know, hiding behind a computer, but track owners and people that are, are known in the racing community will get on the on message boards these days, and I don't know if they're, like, looking for attention or what it is, Rob, but these guys will get on and say some of the most outlandish things as if they were fact, and people just buy into it without ever inspecting or asking questions or querying, you know. It's 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 it absolutely is amazing. There's a guy promoting the fact that he has the longest running and original internet racing radio show in Florida, right? Well, in actual fact, neither none of that what he said is true. None of it. The longest running radio show in Florida is Trackside Tonight that runs from eight to nine on Monday, which uh, we archive on Real Racing USA for them for the last year or so. That's um, uh, Randy Dye's show. He's been running since 1997, and uh, he's been on the Internet for I don't know how many years, but been, the, the thing's been picked up because uh, the radio station that they're on has is, is, been broadcasting over the Internet for a while. Of course, we did, you know, as far as I know, uh, we have archives on Real Racing USA. That are, that's where they're stored, but Rick Angies and myself did a Internet radio show back in started in 1999 really became public and got started getting known in 2000 2001 2002 i mean these some of the stuff is crazy getting on talking about all kinds of crazy stuff on message boards man what do you think rob is this just like um is this something in the water man well who knows you know uh but uh people get their feelings hurt and they say all kinds of things yeah Wow. I'll tell you, um, we are going to uh, still be talking to uh, Tate Pierce here in a few minutes. And we're also going to talk to, uh, uh, who knows we're going to talk to at Fast Car. We're talking to somebody over there. They're having a big enclave at uh, somewhere in Florida where all of the, the, the high-powered brains a fast car are getting together at a secret location that cannot be divulged yes. because of the power that's all gathered in one place. And there may, it may even be a smoke-filled room for all I know. They might be smoking <laughs> cigars over there. I don't know, but uh, we're going to talk to them, and uh, I think we'll take a break, and then we'll come back and do that. We'll be right back on Inside Florida Racing.
Inside Florida Racing, it is time to talk a little fast car, get our fast car update, and on the line, Rob, who do you have this time? Yo, what's happening? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, we were just talking about the uh, the smoke-filled room over there somewhere in a secret location in uh, in uh, the east northeastern Florida. The Fast Car uh, Brain uh, Trust is uh, hard at work. Barrel. Huh? We were at the Cracker Barrel, and, you know, the, the neat thing about doing it this way, you could, you could ask, well, you got a lot of people you could ask questions to. <laughs> so you're, you're at the Cracker Barrel. Go ahead, Rob. What, what do you, what's on your mind, Rob? What do you want to know about these guys? Well, I just want to know what's going on. Well, then anybody, you, everybody probably heard we had a great race this past Saturday night. Timmy Russell and Wayne Anderson going at it, and and Wayne's I guess Wayne's tire went away, and then Timmy Timmy went on to you know finish off the race, and it was a good race. Hunter Lapper, Justin Larson was second, Daniel Webster was third. It was it was a good run. Well, that was the memorial race. What's going on in your meeting over there? Oh, we just talk a little bit about everything. You know, it's our it's our it's our, it's our weekly staff meeting we have. Now, Joe, that wasn't that a memorial race. Yeah, it was a Billy Harvey Memorial. Billy Harvey Memorial, yeah. Talk to us about Billy Harvey. Excuse me? You know, you know. did you know Billy Harvey? I remember, the only thing I remember about Billy Harvey was I was when I first moved to Florida. It was like 1978. I went over to New Smyrna Speedway, and I saw about five of these, was it, Sky Blue cars. Gary Blue had one. I guess Billy Harvey had these gigantic callers. And I can remember going to a Speed Weeks race. I used to always, you know, being a northerner, so I'd watch the modified race. And I remember, I think it was Gary Blue, and I think it was Jeff Bonine went at it, or, or one of those guys. And I remember Gary Blue's car took a headshot. His modified took a headshot in the turns one and two, and that was the end of Gary Blue's asphalt modified career during Speed Weeks. Not so much I know about Billy Harvey, but and you know, we got Robert here, so I'm sure Robert can tell about thirty of those Billy Harvey stories. <laughs> That's okay. What, talk to us about the uh, ASA and uh, what's coming up this year. Well, that's you know you want with the ASA, ASA situation. Yeah. You want you want you want to hear Robert answer that question. Wants to know about ASA. Right now, we don't have anything going, guys. Nothing. Okay. Okay. I wasn't there. I, I, I was I wasn't here when you asked that question. But uh, so, did you have a good crowd? And I understand. I have two yeah. questions, real quick. Do you have? You have? Did you have a good crowd? And from yeah, what I crowd. and what I understand, you've changed your pricing structure over there a little bit. Yes, our, our I would say seventy five percent of our shows are ten dollars, and of course we've kept our eleven. You know, eleven under is always free. And then for our big events, you know, it was fifteen dollars to get in for the Billy Harvey and. You know, of course, senior citizens, students for ten dollars. Right, it's a good crowd. We've had we've had good crowds, good promotions. Uh, it's been a good year so far, and no rain. Yeah, and no rain. There you go. Can you attribute your your crowds? Do you think from maybe dropping the prices a little bit? Is that helping out? You think? I think that's helped. You know, we had a five dollar night the week before that on the you know on the next Cup race at Phoenix, and that went real well. And you know, it was uh, you know I think it's a very price conscious time. There's no doubt about it, you know, and uh, an empty seat's your most expensive one, huh? No doubt about that. And, you know, we had good concessions. You know, we had good concessions. And, you know, it, it, it like you said, the empty seat's the most expensive seat in the house. So, so, 
So, so what what are some of the um, events upcoming, Joe? What are some of the the things coming up here in the very near future that we'll be talking we some, about? We got some we got some fun stuff. We got you know number one, we got round three of the Bright House Challenge series coming up on uh, May twenty third. We just picked up a big sponsorship with the you know the Boggy Creek uh, Airboat Rides Company. They're going to be sponsoring uh, a lot of the the Bright House races at uh, Speed World Inn on this morning. And we have the Green Mamba Jet car coming in with Doug Rose coming in on May thirtieth. And you know, one one of the things we brought back to, and and this could bring some bring up some great stories from the old old days, is we we brought back the fan participation races. And the really? third the third Saturday uh, of the month is always fan participation race. So we had our first one. I think there was six fans brought their cars out and raced around the track. And I'm sure that was going to get bigger and better. Oh yeah. Well, and then we got fireworks coming up on May 9th. We're doing a big, um, you know, Mother's Day promotion on May 9th. So we got a lot of good stuff coming. When's Doug bringing the Mamba, the Green Mamba? Oh, May 30th. And he's going to do uh, both tracks. He's going to do May 29th, Speed World, and then May 30th at uh, New Smyrna Speedway. Mm, the Green yeah. Mamba. That's an awesome. We'll have to get Doug back on. He's been on our show a number of times, and uh, he is one of the... Uh... He's a legend. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Some of the stories on the Internet. Remember when his car got stolen? And oh yeah, they we pieces of it. We yep. bu- yeah, we built him a website so that it helped uh, help recover a lot of that stuff. And I'll tell you, that's when I met him. And uh, we we uh, he was at some of our live shows we did out in the out in the public. And uh, uh, some of the stories, I'm telling you, they were just off the charts from the old days with that guy. Yeah, I mean, and, and I, I, I happened to go on one of those uh, jet car websites where they went and talked about all the old jet cars from you know way back you know 15 years ago jet jet car drag racing was huge sure it was amazing how many of those guys actually got killed in those vehicles sure enough crazy people yeah that's some crazy stuff in those jet cars right well uh at least let me throw out the top five for the billy harvey uh, memorial with tim russell justin larson daniel webster bj mcleod up there in fourth cool making a move uh and uh, Corey Freed, uh, that was the top five. And uh looks like they had a good field of cars. We sure did. And, you know, it's nice having B.J. back. And, you know, the, it's a cool-looking car because it's all green. And, you know, they got the you know the Boggy Creek uh, Airboat Rides logo on there. And, you know, hopefully he'll be back racing with us because he's a good racer. And, you know, like I said, we're, we had 17 cars. And so the neat thing about the field was there, they were, there was probably, you know, 10 guys like they won, you know, David Russell and, not David Ross, I mean David Rogers and you know Matt Bowers and Chad Aikens got into a little you know banger in the beginning of the race. So that Burton and Jerry, Jeremy Colangelo got you know wrecked in practice. So you know, a lot of a lot of good cars got taken out of the race very early in the event. Yeah, this Daniel Webster, he's he's going to be a good racer. Yeah, he's definitely up and coming. I don't think he's raced up there in New Smyrna a whole lot, has he? Not to my knowledge, because like I said, I've been there since since Labor Day. He's come for a couple of special events, but most of lately he's been coming to all our special events. Well, that's good. I'm glad you guys have a, a good field of cars there, and it was a good show. And uh, what you got upcoming? Well, we got you know we got round three of the Bright House on May 23rd, so that'll be there. Uh, all right, 50 lap or so. That's a good. That'll be a good super late model race. And um, you know, like I said, I, we're, we're trying to do a lot of entertainment stuff. We're doing fireworks on May 9th. We got the Green Mama coming in. We're trying to do a bunch of kid stuff. And you know, I think the really cool thing is. I mentioned this earlier was bringing back the fan participation races. I think that is something that people really enjoyed. And I mean, he, even if you were a purist in racing, you got a good laugh out of it. And, you know, Robert's always got that old line about having the old belly laugh. 
you know, getting people, you know, fun stuff, you know, fun stuff at the track. Well, hey, Joe, just just be sure to remind Robert if you run out of ideas, you can always go over there and see the Daytona Cubs because I've been I've been going to see the Stone Crabs and uh, CC just went and seen the Stone yeah. Crabs and uh, we're learning a lot of stuff that uh, we see a lot of things that uh, that those folks are doing right in that that organization and. Uh, you go over and check out the Daytona Cubs. I'm sure you get some ideas. Oh, great promotional ideas, things to do to interact with the fans during. Oh, yeah, during the event. You and I have talked yeah. about that before. Yeah, there's no, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to do, bring more fun stuff. Like we're going to do a an American Auto Service and Tire Night. We're going to do a kids tire rolling contest. You know, this this um, Saturday night we got the Curse Wing House coming up. We're going to do a eat, uh, wing eating contest. So you know we're. We're trying to do, you know, more fan-friendly stuff, you know. you know. Hey, I want to say something about the fan participation uh, there at New Smyrna Speedway. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember uh, where they used to, you know, show the, you know, funniest videos or have you seen it or this or that. There's one out there from uh, New Smyrna Speedway where the guy was with his Corvette out there. Oh, yeah, that's famous. Oh, that thing. <laughs> oh. oh, man, that track's way too big to get the general public out there. But you know what? Hey, that's what it's all about. If it gets it working, it works. All right. You know, Robert's got that great line, something about, uh, you know, take your mother-in-law's car and bring it to the races, you know, and, and get it out there. T- take your mother-in-law's car from the parking lot and bring it out the race. So, all right. That's some fun stuff. All right, Joe, thanks a lot, man. We'll let you get back to your meeting. Well, Appreciate it. We'll, we'll be calling in next Monday night. And so you got you know, you got a lot of neat people you could ask a bunch of questions to, too. So feel free to ask any of us questions. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Hey, thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Bye. There you have it, man. Live from the weekly staff meeting of the Fast Car Brain Trust. So the ASA is not going to do anything anymore? Huh? The ASA is not doing anything anymore? Well, they have a, I think they haven't. That's what I had asked. I'd asked Robert with the ASA, and he said that he wasn't, they don't have anything going. Well, they don't have a race there this year, I guess. ASA late models? I don't know. I thought they were there. Maybe they're not there this year. Huh? They didn't have nothing lined up. He was at the meeting with them. Yeah, well, I guess they weren't there. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. It's all. Cars got their stuff going. We are going to take a break. We're going to come back and talk to Tate Pierce. All right. If we can track him down, huh? We'll be right back on Inside Florida Racing. Dishonest cable TV hooker upper. On any given day, somewhere between 9 and 4.30, you arrive ready to bring us the world. And for an extra 20, you'll bring us porn. Naughty, naughty boy. Hey, you've already got the van and the jumpsuit. Why not get into criminal activity? Just a naughty boy. 
After all, what are they going to do? Throw you in cable jail? So crack open an ice-cold Bud Light manhandler of the Scrambler, because isn't it about time someone hooked you up? Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Hi, I'm Tyler Ivey, driver of the number 47 car, and you're listening to Real Racing USA. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, Lively racing, message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Karnak.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Karnak gets it done. Jersey with the Sopranos. It's inside Florida racing. Good evening, everyone. It's uh, it's eight fifteen, and I think it's time for some the carton talk. The what? Carton talk? Oh no! No? Oh no! We're going to talk to okay. the winner. Well, I'm sorry. I'm looking at my schedule here, and I'm following along. It says eight fifteen, and it's eight fifteen. No, I didn't even that, get a schedule. You've you've just been brainwashed, Cece. I, I, that's right. <laughs> Jack has just mesmerized me. Yes. I can't think for myself any longer. So let's talk to Tate Pierce, the winner of the Billy Grouch Myers Memorial at Bronson Motor Speedway. Congratulations, Tate. Thank you very much. Uh, matter of fact, I just got out of the car. I just free ran the whole race. Just just got the helmet off and uh, reliving it all over again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Bonehead, I know Bonehead I know Bone had, had to do that a time or two. Yeah, now, you know, I've never gotten to, at least not to do uh, what you did the other night and winning the $3,000 in your pocket. Um, is that the biggest race you've ever won money-wise? Yeah, yeah, I've won big races, but that's the highest payout. Wow. That I, well, way cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah, and the one I felt I had a good chance at, Robbie Cooper won at Auburndale. Uh, we was moving and shaking pretty good over there and, and gotten a little altercation, but... uh well, we, you know, Robbie Cooper's the one that gets me up to Bronson, and I end up winning that one. So it was a wow. pretty neat deal. That is. <laughs> yeah, had it not been for that lap 67 or so caution that came out, man, let me tell you, you had your car hooked up and uh, was handling the lap traffic. That's something that I think you did really well, Tate, was handling the lap traffic. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, you know, Bronson... I hadn't raced it since January, and I can actually feel it today. I can tell I hadn't raced. Uh, my back muscles are sore. My top of my right at the butt area is sore. Uh, Bronson's a tough little track, and you got to be mentally prepared, and you got to hit your marks. And, you know, when I started approaching that traffic, there's two ways to handle it. You can either tippy-toe and try and just, you know, ease in there, or you can just shove it in there far enough that if they want to bump with you, you know, you got the advantage because you're carrying the momentum. And uh, because I've raced late models there, and, you know, you try and work lap traffic, and they try to race you just as hard as, as if they're going for the win. So uh, I didn't know how they were going to react. So I said, well, when I pulled up on the first one, I said, I'm going to drive it down in there pretty hard underneath him. And then that way, if he comes down, you know, like I said, I'm carrying the momentum. And uh, it worked on that one, so I just kept going. But they was, I tell you, lap traffic was, uh, you couldn't ask for a better job. I mean, once they knew I was there, it was, they didn't go out way out against the wall, but they left me room. And you can't ask for more than that. Yeah, now Wayne, you know, getting caught up in uh, his deal that he did with McLaughlin and had to go to the rear, 
um, I think that he, I mean, I thought Robbie Cooper was going to give you a little bit more action than he did. He did give you a little bit there when you guys came back to the restart. Um, Wayne really wasn't a factor because he had to come back from so far, and at that point, you know, he was back and forth. Um, did you feel that, uh, I mean, did you feel any pressure from the guys at all, you know, at lap 67 when you had to start, you know, dealing with caution flags at the end? <laughs> I felt pressure from the time they got, dropped the green because you know how that goes. You, you always want to start on the pole till it happens. And then once it happens, you're like, oh, man. I mean, because all you can do from that point is fail, you know, other than win. So it's, when, it's a tough situation. You've got to lead the pack. you got to set the pace. And, uh, you know, you know how it is when you're racing and you got somebody to judge off of. You can run in a little further because you just saw that he went so far and you're going to take it a little further. But... It, uh, yeah, when you got people like Cooper and Wayne Jefferson and, uh, Sean McLaughlin, all them guys back there behind you, the pressure starts from the time they drop the green. But, uh, you know, it's like Wayne and Jefferson, I mean, it, I got the utmost respect for him. You, you can't, you can't count him out until the checkers are flying, you know. So, just because Wayne gets in the rear, you can't say, well, he's done because, I mean, I've raced with him at DeSoto. You just can't do that. He can come back. Yeah, we had him a lot over the years, starting at Sunshine, you know, and um, even racing there, and then going on to Desoto. I think uh, of any of the guys out there, you and him have probably raced more together than uh, most. Yeah, you know, and we can run uh, inch apart and run side by side, lap after lap, and we have bumped and banged. But you know, I guess because we have the same—I don't know what you'd call it, finesse or whatever—but we just we go after it with the same attitude. I mean, if he bumps me, I'm not mad and want to put him in the wall. He's racing, and I bumped him, and he don't get all bent out of shape, and there's no yelling, and, you know. He loves it. He loves the competition, and that's how I am. Uh, you walk around the pits, you know, nervous before qualifying. Once you get that under your belt, then you're like, cool off for a little bit, but then here it comes again, because now we got a race. You know, and then, of course, when you flip the switch, that's all gone, too. But, yeah, it's, you know, it's a... I, Anytime Wayne's at track, you can't count him out. I mean, it's like qualifying. You know he's going to be in the top three. I mean, I consider him off if he's third. You know, it's just, you know, like I say, he's a bullet. You know, and so just like Cooper, you can't count any of those. Any, any names you put in there from Saturday night, they they all have the talent to go to the rear and come back up. Sure enough. You get guys like Jerry Simons. He came over. He finished eighth. Um, I was, I mean, I, I have never seen him race at Bronson um, before. But, uh, like, I asked him about, you know, we were making, somebody was making a joke about it. it would take an act of Congress to get Jerry to come over to, out of Volusia County. And I, I was joking with him about that. He said, well, it's $3,000. He said, you could put a race on out in that parking lot for $3,000. I'll be there. But that's just it. You waive the money. You got anybody's attention. You know, it's, it, it, I mean, I know people say, oh, well, you know, it don't pay nothing to start. But, and then. You know, sometimes that is a factor. I, you know, when you have a bad night, that's a huge factor. But what gets you there is chasing that big money. You know, you go knowing you have the chance to win it. Yeah, and, that's uh, cool. That's what I was saying on the intercom the other night. You know, Robbie didn't, I don't think he necessarily wanted it put out or announced or nothing like that. And never told me, could I ask him, do you want me to put a sticker on the car? He said, nope, I just want you there. But, you know, my wages had got has been cut 50%, and uh, I couldn't afford to race. I mean, they've been sitting on jack stands, and he called me and wanted me there, and I said, Robbie, you know the deal? And he's like, yeah, I know, and if you'll let me talk, you know, hear me out, you'll understand. I said, okay. 
He said, anything you need, you let me know because you're going to be here. And I said, well, you know, that makes me feel, it, it, you know, gives you a guilt feeling. I said, let me see what I can scratch up. And my sponsor, who's been with me a long time, but he is in the construction industry, he's slow, but he shelled out $200. So I called Robbie and told him I had 200 And Robbie said, I got your tires. Come on. So, I mean, it was ironic that I ended up winning Robbie second. He bought the four tires that's on my car. So it was an awesome, awesome deal. That's very cool. And also, Tim Quick, uh, we didn't mention him tonight when we've talked to Smitty and we talked to, 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 to uh, Wayne and about the race and discussed it. But Tim Quick, uh, above it all, roofing uh, was the prime sponsor for the race, and we need to recognize him as well. Yes, yeah. And I, I mean, I tell you, I tell you I, the economy's got everybody down, but it looks to me like racing's getting back to having fun. Uh, promoters are promoting again. <laughs> Um, they're not just counting dollars coming through the gate. They're they're making it happen. You know, they're treating drivers nice, you know, making us feel important. Uh, you got people, even in this economy, just like that, above it all roofing, uh, you know, people stepping up to the plate. And I tell you, I mean, I felt, and I know I'm not going to NASCAR, that's past, but that's Saturday night, I felt like I was. You know, it was just a great feeling. Yeah. So do you have, do you have plans to try to get back out and race again? Yes, I do, but, you know, i got to turn family first, um, racing second, third, fourth, somewhere down the line. Uh, used to, when I was single, racing was first. That's all that mattered, but i got a nine-year-old son, um, it, it, and Wayne, Wayne Jefferson knows all about that. He's a proud papa walking around in pits for that boy. Sure mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. Uh, family first, and when I get things turned around where it's not pulling away from my family to go racing, you know, I'll be back. You know, I'm... I'm already thinking about Winter Spectacular. I know that's a ways off, but I know right now that's one I would really like to hit because I got one of those under my belt, and I'm proud of that too. Up there is Citrus? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did. I ran last year and I really had a good run going. Uh, I ended up spinning Curtis Newman out and got put in the rear, and he did also, and I apologize to him for that. He actually checked up, and I just, just bumped him, but I bumped him at the wrong time. He was jumping out in the gas, so... But I won the year before. Okay, gotcha. uh, that's okay. one. Uh, Billy Beckelheimer had led it, and I took the lead with like nine to go. And uh, that was just one of the, the first or second race back after his bad car accident. So it yeah. was super sweet. Yeah. He'd have taken it from him, but you know we're there to win too. So it was a neat deal. Well, at least you got some uh, bill paying money. Yeah, yeah, it's already gone. Believe it or not, <laughs> I, I believe it. I believe yeah. you had that spent. <laughs> yeah, it was already gone. I called my wife uh, when after. I made sure tech, all that stuff was done. I called her and I said, guess what? She said, what? I said, we're paying bills. And, I mean, she she was wound up. And uh, she told me when she got home from work today, she said, I already sent the check out. I said, well, it came in quick and went out just as quick. Oh, that's good. You know, uh, you deserve to win, you know. And uh, well, how did you feel when uh, they pulled the pill down there on the straightaway after the introductions? I like the way they did that. That's how they should always do it. And, uh but nobody knows coming down there. Everybody's walking around. You don't have any idea where you're going to start. How'd you feel when you knew you were going to be on the pole? Well, you know, like I said, uh, excited but scared. You know, it's, I knew the winner would come from the first two rows because it's bronzing me in the way it is. It's tough. I call it the little, it's our version of Darlington, too tough to tame type deal. Uh, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's, I, well, I, I gotta go back a little bit here. Wayne Jefferson made the comment one time. He said, there ain't nobody he hates to start behind more than Tate Pierce. 
And the guy said, why? Did he run you all over track? He said, no. He said, it's just you got to earn every inch. Well, when he pulled four out, and that's all I could think about, you know, and I saw him sort of shake his head, and I'm like, man. So, and then my crew turned around and said, well, it's on you. You know, so, you know, like I said, it was excited. Like, I think, you know, everything's coming together, and also the pressure. Well, if you mess up, you can't go nowhere but backwards. So it, I had all kind of emotions going. Well, you must have had a lot of emotions going for the first 17 laps particularly because it took a while to get that first 17 in. After that, it really took off. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I got a little frustrated, but, you know, the guy, there was one guy I kept spinning out, and uh, it happened in warm-ups when I went out for the first warm-ups I went out for. Uh, he spun out, and he just sat down there, and I'm starting to get aggravated. It's hot out there, the sun's beating down, and I drive around, and I see he's an older man. And immediately my mindset and heart changed, and I just, I basically just pulled over and stopped and waited for the record to get out there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I was frustrated, but also, you know, that guy, he, I'm guessing he was late 60s, in the 70s, looked like a brand new car, and he was out there trying to have fun and get it done, you know, so, you know, the whole thing, like, he paid the race too. You're a lot more understanding than Wayne Anderson is. <laughs> well, you know, I now Rob. <laughs> I, I try to be good to everybody. I know some people, you know, most people I think think I'm a clean driver. Some say I'm not, but uh, I'm aggressive, patient. I call it. But uh, you know, how do you how do you not have a soft spot for him when they pull around there? I mean, because I was aggravated. I'm thinking, why is this guy just he keeps spinning out? And you look down there and you look through the window net and you see his age and. I, I just I couldn't do it. If it had been a young guy, it'd have been hot. But you know, I, I have a soft spot for him. There you go. How old are you now, Tate? I'm 35. Yep. See, you're getting old just like yeah. I've been <laughs> for 19 years. 35 is not <laughs> you old. You guys are youngsters. Yeah, <laughs> Please. Gray hair. Hey man, he was hair. a kid when he started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I told. Uh, that's what I told you at their victory lane. <laughs> Stand there with you. I said, hey, yeah, I was there that night. Your spotter got you totaled. <laughs> yeah, one of my one of my ex wives DC so I could drink. She so I could drink at the racetrack, and mm-hmm. she was my father. Which when she was not drinking, she was great. Oh yeah, uh, she uh, she didn't tell me about a car that was spun out one night when I was running right behind Mike Bresnahan real close on the outside. And he shot yeah, all, me inside. All the fathers say go low. She said go high. Uh, and, uh, and that was it, man. I went high and drove right through the car. I mean, drove right through him, and it just it, it just tore up both of our cars so bad to where they were right there on the front straightaway. And here's here she is. She's down there right at the fence, yet right at the fence, just drunk off her butt <laughs> with that radio she was, she was cheering for me. She was saying, go take. <laughs> Uh, that's yeah, funny. Ball, head without, that ball head without running me at that point until then. I'm like, all right, one out of the way. Well, man, I tell you, it, 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 it's, 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 yeah. it, Tate, it's, it's really, really cool, man, because, I mean, you, you, you know, just the whole way this thing worked, you've been out of racing for not, not going out there for a while. You come out and, and win the big one and win your biggest race, money race of your career. That's a wonderful time for you, man. We're really proud of you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, it's just... <laughs> Like even Doug Moff, you know, he was there and he come over. I was at the pay window and he come over and told my dad. He said, "Tell Tate, congratulations, job well done." He said, and you know, he said, "I guess the thing that gets me is see, we with money being the way it is, I couldn't afford a motel room to go practice Friday night. So we pulled up there Saturday on an open trailer, 
you know, had just toolbox thrown in there and a couple tires and, you know, we didn't have A-frames, we didn't have nothing. I mean, we had a few parts and that was it. And, uh, Doug, you know, he said, here all we are up here with these big rigs. He said, y'all pull them with an open trailer and put it to us. <laughs> and it, it was special. I mean, yeah. there's no way around it. You deserve it. There's no doubt, man. Another yeah. awesome, another awesome feeling is to win like that and, you know, cause people say, oh, you start on the pole. Yeah, but it wasn't, I didn't get my back bumper beat off. You know, it was, we were fast enough to stay up there and to, in victory lane to have Wayne Jefferson, Robbie Cooper, Tom McLaughlin, Alan McCafferty come over to your car and take a picture with you because they wanted to win it just as bad as anybody else. But that, I will be keeping that forever. I will have several pictures of that. That's cool. Well, don't worry. There'll be another uh, one of those modified races there, Bronson, you know, and uh, if you need a place to stay, you just get a hold of me. All right. I'll up with a place to stay out there in Cedar Key. Yeah, Bonehead start. He's starting a he's starting a chain of motels up in Levy County. <laughs> I tell well, you, actually, you can make money at it. Actually, we've got we've got a uh, uh, house there, a beach house on the water there that they they are going to start renting out the bottom of it, the two bedroom at the bottom of it. But uh, I got a key to it, Tate. Don't worry. All right, it sounds good. <laughs> All right, man. I want to do. Uh, I want to thank yes. Tim Rink Underground. They've been with me since 2000, even back when I was running against Stonehead. I had Tim Rink Underground. Yeah. He, he stuck with me through thick and thin, through my mistakes, uh, all through the Goodyear Challenge stuff. And he's still with me. We were going through hard times together, but he still helps me all, all he can. And uh, Jimmy's competition, competition engine out of Lakeland, he built the little motor that's in the car, and it obviously has plenty of spoke. So, uh, and my dad, Gary Pierce, he sets the thing up. Mike Wilson, another modified driver, helps me a lot. And uh, we go back and forth helping each other. And I just, I, I, I wanted to say a special thank you to them and Robbie Cooper for supplying me the tires to be there. But uh, it was just, it was a great deal. I, I told him when we was taking a picture, I said, this is my career highlight right here. All right. You know, I had him, I had him by the shoulder and Cooper by the shoulder. It pretty much wrapped it up for me. Well, you never know. So, so go, go put that helmet on. Relive that race a few more times, man. I hope so. Uh, I hope we have a few more of those. But you know, if, if all else went bad and everything, I went out with a bang. Is all I can say. All right, hey, don't worry. You'll get the race again, son. I I think those things are looking a little better. The economy sort of stabilized as far as the construction world. Things are picking up a little bit, but uh, we'll get back. It's just sometimes uh, things ground you, and uh, you realize where you were wasteful and where you wasn't so we know you're just waiting for sunshine speedway to open back up yeah it, i'm telling you though when i was up the stands the other night did it, it not look like sunshine yeah I mean, close not maybe not as packed but i mean because sunshine but if you weren't there by the sun was still blistering you wouldn't get in the seat yeah, yeah they they came early for that race that's a fact they were there yeah. ready to roll I mean, nah, Tony Parker's got a good deal going on that. I mean, he tells you like it is. You don't like it, load it up, take it home. But I want you here, and I love having you here. But don't argue with us. Don't give us flack. And certainly don't cuss us. And I thought that was a really neat thing. I mean, it just point blank tells you right straight up front, you know where you stand. But oh, he also he also treats you like a celebrity, too, you know. That is so. a, family, a family-oriented racetrack right there. And that's one of the good things that I think that, Tony does have going there is uh, something that me and Jack noticed when we were there is they fly a Christian flag out there in the field along with that American flag and I have a lot of respect for that flag 
and uh, I do like to see it fly out there. And I think that if more racers would take that adage of not having the, the cursing and not having the attitude problem when things go awry, maybe uh, the fun would stay in it. Yeah, I do too. Um, you know, I won that race, one of the best nights for me. And then uh, I was up at 7 o'clock the next morning. I got home at 3, up at 7 the next morning, headed to Braden to teach my boys Sunday school uh, at my church. And, uh, you know, I don't think, I'm a true believer that prayers are heard, and I believe Saturday night was proof that prayers were answered for me. And, uh, you know, how do you not go to church just because you're tired from the race that you was fortunate enough to win? You know, so we knew going up there that we were going to be dead tired. We may not get home till 4 or 5 in the morning, but we will be at church. And I, I, I'm a firm believer that you do, it's never wrong to do right, or never right to do wrong, and never wrong to do right. So... If you pretty much stick by the standards, you'll be all right. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that, Tate. And uh, congratulations. And uh, like I was saying, you're going to get my vote for the driver of the month. We'll see what happens. My, well, I my appreciate vote, it. I'm sore enough. I always go that far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, I'm sore enough. I sure appreciate that. All right. All right. Thanks so much for spending time with us tonight. Okay. Thank you for having me. See you. Have you. A good night. Take it easy, Tate. All right. Bye-bye. Oh, that's true, guys. Well, Once again, we're getting to that point where we have to make a decision on a driver of the month. Yeah, I just got to say, you know, Rob, it don't get no better than that, man. Well, there you have it, man. Somebody that needed the money. Robbie Cooper helped him get there. Robbie Cooper did a lot. Him and some other folks behind the scenes did a lot to get those drivers there. And, uh, you know, what a show. That's all I can say. It was a great show. I'm glad that I made the trip there. Glad I got to see it. Glad I got to see a lot of my friends I hadn't seen in a while. Uh, I talked to Buddy Bryant. Hadn't seen him in a while at the racetrack. For you folks that don't know him, he is a an awesome photographer and writer that has been writing stories about race cars for many years. And our friend Rick Warren. Uh, yes. Uh, he was there, of course. He's good friends with uh, uh, Tony Parker, and, and he, he lives up that way. He was there. He's a Him and, and uh, Buddy are uh, kindred spirits, and... Uh, both very good photographers, and uh, and Rick actually helped with the uh, on-track presentations and uh, and uh, a tribute to uh, Grouch Myers. It was a great night, and uh, I'll tell you, it was uh, it was certainly memorable. And and no for nobody, no more than Tate Pierce will never forget it. That's for mm-hmm. sure. But uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with uh, uh, who knows? Maybe it will be uh, Terry Scampton, perhaps. We'll flip a quarter and figure it out. We'll be right back on Inside Florida Racing. Hello, I'm Frank Bartles, and this here's my partner, James Brown. As the weather starts getting too hot, we hope you will reach for one of these. New Ben James Brown wine cooler. They come in three funky flavors. Gravity grape, prime of passion fruit, and my personal favorite, papaya. Papaya's got a brand new bag. It'll get you off faster than a big city lawyer. And a single pack serves six to ten. Just like James. <laughs> New Bartles and James Brown wine coolers. The cooler cooler. Made in the cooler. Now behind bars everywhere. And uh, thank you for your support. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, 
Look no further than Karnak.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Karnak gets it done. The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. It's Inside Florida Racing, and I believe... Now it's the karting segment. A little later than normal, but now it's karting time. Yes, this is our uh, karting segment. Um, I want to welcome Terry Scampton. Hooray! 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 <laughs> How you doing, Terry? You yeah, all the hands. Much fun tonight on a Monday. <laughs> what we do... You know that's what we do. It's always a party up here on the ninth floor. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, Terry um, is the uh, track promoter for um, Tri City Club Club, which is a Sunshine Speedway now, which uh, started out years ago elsewhere. How long have you been the the person doing that, Terry? Right. Um, see, I've been uh, the president now for about three years. I was the vice president for a few years, and uh, before that, I was just one of the guys out there, you know, raced with my son. Uh, I mean, the club started over at, uh, oh, my God. Joyland. Go way back, yeah, Joyland. Joyland, that was in, uh, I was in St. Pete, Clearwater area, uh, which turned into, a, uh, turned into a uh, nightclub, a country club for a while. Yeah. Um, I raced quite a bit there at uh, the Tri City Kart Club. I got kicked off there. <laughs> I've, I've been kicked out of there before too. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got kicked out of the go kart part, and of course um, they booted me out of the car racing part one time too. Um, that's that's a whole different story. But yeah, <laughs> the the amount of uh, I did a lot of kart racing there. Um, prior to racing cars and that's where I met uh, uh Vinnie Crawford was uh you know there and I was there at uh at uh Golf Coast Cart Club. Oh yeah, uh, that was what? Some kind of storage something or other down there? Yeah. See everything uh everything changes when it comes to racetracks other than like uh that Jacksonville track still still the same. But um talk to us a little bit about your cart club and uh do you see it growing or shrinking? No, I tell you what, I see it growing. Uh, every time we, you know, I had to relocate down to uh, uh, DeSoto. Of course, we lost some members from up here, but we gained some members from down there. And uh, anytime something like that happens, I mean, that's that's going to happen. But uh, for the most part, the core group is is still together, uh, pretty much. I mean, we're racing second and third generations right now. Uh, in, in my time. And uh, you got some names out there like Dave Floner. He's been out there since he was a little kid. Uh, we got we got guys out there. Old Paul. He's got to be about. Uh, I think he's in his sixties. I mean, you know, it, the, the spectrum goes from from real young to real old. But to answer your question, no, I think the club's growing. We're averaging between sixty and seventy carts an event. Uh, we just hosted the uh, Florida Champ Cart League, and uh, that brought in another twenty five. So karting is very much alive in the state, um, and Tri City Kart Club, being one of the largest clubs in the state, is doing doing pretty good. I mean, even with the economy the way it is, we're, we're still hanging in there. Yeah, I didn't realize that you were out at uh, Desoto uh, Super Speedway. So the, the owner of that joint don't mess with you guys or nothing, right? He lets you run your own show. He don't come down there and try to run it for you. No, we run our own show. 
I have, I have my own set of keys and everything. <laughs> I'm, I'm really surprised. No, honestly, yeah, uh, yeah. John, John just said, "Here's the keys. Have a good time." So I said, "Okay." Good. And so that means that you guys actually have people that show up to your deal. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. I mean, we have, you know, like I said, sixty, seventy carts in there per event, and you can figure about two, three people per cart. So I mean, we we we, we do pretty good. So, um, what different classes are you guys running? Oh, we start everything off. I mean, we got the little guys at five years old. We we got those in what we call our kid carts. And it's like a half-sized cart. It's got the little weed whacker motor on it. But, I mean, they, they hunch down there, and they all look like a bunch of Dale Earnhardt and Jeff Gordon's out there. They're all going to they're, – they're as serious about that as the ships you guys are. Uh, we're running about 18, 18 classes, um, everything, like I said, from the kid carts all the way up to what we call pro shifters or 125 shifters. And um, that includes the tag classes. That includes the, uh, the big oval. We run the uh, senior champs or cage carts out there. Um, we run the small oval with the junior champs, okay, or cage carts. Right. Um, and everything pretty much in between. We got the you know the senior uh, cans, the junior cans. Uh, uh, we run all the, the uh, four-stroke uh, classes as well as uh, all the other additional two-stroke classes. So everybody gets a chance to come out there, and we're just introducing uh, the animal uh, class which is a motor that's been out from Briggs and Stratton for a while, but it's just starting to make its way into the local club level. Uh, you've seen them only at uh, regional uh, and state races and stuff like that, national level, but very seldom at the uh, at the local level, but now they're starting to come out. I'm getting a few of them here and there. So uh, hopefully they're building that class up for both juniors and seniors. Yeah, uh, do, do you think that they should... Uh Stop coming out with so many different motor packs. I mean, look, you guys have to have 18 classes now already. And uh, what, do you run each class two times? Well, what we do is we run two practice sessions per class per day. We run two heats and a feature. So, so you're we, talking about, wow. Yeah, we're, well, you know, you, you got you got a, a good day. I think we offer the, for the money that we're, we're, <laughs> we're charging, we're giving the most seat time of anybody that I'm personally aware of. Just uh, in racing alone, you've got... Uh, 36, 52, 54 classes. 54 classes you're going to run in your race day with 18 classes. Yeah. That's yeah. something else. I mean, yeah. 54 races, excuse me, to run the 18 classes for two heat races and a feature. Yep, and that doesn't include practice. Yeah, that's two a lot of race. And uh, makes for a long day. I remember those. We used to race. Are you racing on Sundays? Yep. Sundays, it was the longest day ever. I used to tell people, listen, whatever helmet color you pick, don't pick black, no. <laughs> because your brain will boil That's with a black true. helmet. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> or a black driving suit. I mean, it was bad. Listen, people that race go-kart are the most in-shape people in the racing business, period. Well, you know, it's a crazy thing, too, about the go-karts. I mean, just recently up at the IRL race here in St. Petersburg, uh, you go into the to the pit area, There was every, every hauler in there had at least one shifter in it. Let me tell you, we had Ryan Hunter Ray on our show okay. about yeah. four weeks ago, yeah. and he said there's a big difference between being in champ shape, champ cart shape and shifter shape. That's true. He gets in shifter shape, and then he can drive those cars anywhere. That's very true. So I that's mean, probably why they're there. They probably took those cars right out onto the road course and ran them little carts out there when nobody was watching. Well, I tell you what, if Craig Campbell's in that and didn't tell me, I'm going to be awful mad with him. <laughs> he, 
he uh, he promised that uh, we could probably get together, and maybe do a PRI type uh, uh, cart race next year, which would be like really really cool. So uh, this whole exhibition thing, you know, put a put a track up there on the front stretch and through the pit. Yeah. So uh, why they would? No, I'm just saying. I put the bug in his ear, and and scheduling was too tight this year to do anything. But next year, I think we'll be able to put something together. And uh, let some of the local guys run against the uh, the pros, the pros and the Joes. Oh, yeah, we'll put them out there. We uh, we used to run a, a race in the streets of St. Pete every year. Yep. Um, I've got a when I was on the cover of the National Cart News. Jack's got a cover there. That they took a picture of me and put me on the cover. We were running in the streets of St. Pete then when that picture was taken. Yeah, and it was an eighty-nine. Was a guy was crossing the track or something. I don't forget. It was something like that. I didn't hit it. It wasn't me. No, some some guy decided he was going to get to the other side of the road. Yeah, he got and, hit. Uh, I think he got hit, if I remember right, and that was the end of cart racing. And he cracked his skull on the ground when he got hit. St. Pete. Well, anyway, I think it can be brought back. Uh, I'd love to see it brought back. They run everything else in the streets. Why not go cart race in the streets? Well, I think if anything, uh, they ran it during the St. Pete Grand Prix. You know. It really showed that these guys at go karts really got some cojones because they're out there running around with these walls. Well, you sit there and you look at a cart that's putting down more pressure per square inch than a full-size car, mm-hmm. number one. Number two, the quickness of a go-kart is almost two, three times that of a car. So, I mean, even an IRL or an, or an Indy Lights car, I mean, it's, it's amazing how fast or how faster a cart is compared to a car. Yeah just blows you away sometimes when you really get into the physics of it. But no, we do that, and uh, we have a good time with it, and next month's uh, race is going to be on Mother's Day. We're going to have a powder puff, and that's usually really good. Everybody has to bring spare clutches for a powder puff race. (laughs) Don't get mad, TC. That's because the women drive them. Yeah. They tear the clutches out. They they got a bad habit of (laughs) burning the clutches up. Oh, not me. I would never do that. No. Well, then you come on out. We'll put you in a cart, and we'll see. There you go, CC. You heard it. The gauntlet has been thrown. (laughs) I will hook you up. Mm, How very tempting. John won't be there, Jack can actually go, and he can film you. I'll tell you what. Yeah. With Jack's hair, I'll even put him in the powder puff. <laughs> Jack, you can race powder puff with me. Hey, hey, Terry, now you, you laugh about that, you, this clutch thing. Yeah. I used to have a Porsche. The reason I got rid of it is I couldn't I couldn't keep quit from burning up the clutches. <laughs> and they cost $1,200 back then. Well, the good okay. news well, is you guys that. won't have a shift. There'll be no shifting for you guys. These clutches, they... They just mean you. They want you to take off and not be spinning out ten times. That's what burns them up when you spin out. And you got to take yeah. Off yeah. Okay. Well, the only time I don't spin out is when I'm on dirt. I have a tendency to spin out on asphalt. Okay. Hey, what we'll do? We'll push you on dirt. There's a lot of it out there. Okay. I like. <laughs> yeah. Spread out, but we'll push you on dirt. Right? I like dirt. You can run alongside uh, everybody else. Okay. Hey, Terry, is there anything you want to throw out? Anything else? Uh, any sponsors you want to thank or anybody you need to thank now that you're talking to the world? Oh, man, I tell you what. You know, the biggest thing I can tell you is, like, I really want to see karting get to the point where it is in Europe or South America in this country. Uh, karting well, our, gets... our dollar value is going to have to change, probably. Well, the dollar <laughs> value, that's, that's another show. 
I mean, I'm sitting here, my idea with what I think's going on and what's really going on. It might be two different things, but at any rate, no, karting is the foundation of motorsports. It really is. I mean, like, you get the kids out there, and you get them with the bug, and you hit them, and they, they'll just stay there. I mean, I know you've talked to Dustin Chisholm and a few of the other guys, and, uh, I mean, it's just, it's just unbelievable. Get them away from the Nintendo. Get them away mm-hmm. from the Xbox. Get them out there racing. Because I think what's happened with racing in general is the fact that the kids have gotten away with the Xboxes and the Nintendos and all this stay inside stuff. They don't go outside no more. It's hot outside. That's why they don't want to go. Is that it? No, no, no. That's just what I mean. That is a line I've heard from my own son. Yeah, he has a ten-year-old now. Yeah, I have one turning eighteen and one ten. Yeah, but now she's really going to get it. He's going to be wanting to go racing. Yes, that's right, because the older one has no interest in racing. All right, yeah. Jerry, I just got to remind you, man, you've just now joined really good company here on the karting segment on Inside Florida Racing. I mean, we've had Sam Rodriguez, Ryan hunter Ray. Uh We've had, uh, uh, who's the stock car guy we had on just recently? We had Joe Rutman. Joe Rutman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I'm like talking ch- about karting. I tell you what, I mean, karting right now, I mean, like, I, got, I had a picture of, of uh, Daryl Waltrip with his cart, okay, when he was a kid. And uh, it just wasn't as popular back then. And it's just starting now to get to where it's people are finding out more about it. I'm getting phone calls every week about it. So, I mean, I'm having people come out to the track. They check it out. They look at the different classes. They look at the different carts, um, the different engine packages and configurations. And then they decide themselves where they want to start racing. And usually, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of good used equipment out there. Okay, you don't want to go out there and buy a brand new car right away. Buy something you can play with, you can learn on. Then, once you get to that level, now you go out and buy some of that better equipment. You know, that was probably one of the biggest problems. I mean, you go out there and you the shifters or tags are seventy five hundred, eighty five hundred dollars, you know, turnkey, and they don't have a, a clue on where to put the fuel. So it's like, okay, well, then they wreck it. Now they're out of racing. So I always tell everybody, I says a lot of good used equipment out there. Mm-hmm. I can help you. I can put you into this thing, and uh, you can go race and turnkey for like you know less than two grand. Even Bonehead, I got the picture right here. There's Bonehead. Na- National Karting News from 1992, uh, right on the front cover. The Bonehead himself. The Bonehead himself. Yeah, buddy. That <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I ran a twin engine Yamaha on a Dino cart. And uh, we ran against shifter cart, and uh, I got the bug of running around in circles at the Lakeland Small Track. And that's what uh, got me into car racing. But, you know, the go-karts are very important. It always has been. Um, this show that you're on right now is a show that mainly is about auto racing. And uh, we've recently started these segments about go-karting because I do think that karting is the most, just like you said, important thing in racing because without it you don't get that needed deep-seated knowledge of um, the basics of racing and uh, like you talk about about when you get started racing um, I've wrote things about you know people racing and what to do my first go-kart race what do I do I wrote um, a little article about that if you search on Google my first go-kart race you'll find it by Rob Elting out there and it talks about my experience on the first day of when I raced a go-kart and how I thought I had everything ready and all these things were wrong. 
the best thing to do is to find somebody that knows the sport, listen to that person and that person only, and you'd be amazed at how far you'll go in the thing. Oh, it's nuts. I mean, like, you know, and it's expanding, too. I mean, like, you know, Phil Harp, he's got to be Soto Champ Kart Series that, that uh, travels to about four or five different tracks. He's doing a phenomenal job as far as promoting uh, karting. Uh, he's bringing something to the people on Saturday night that they've never seen before. And, yeah, it's great. And, and we talk that, about it all the time. Yeah, and what that does is that has people calling me now. All right? The only thing that I really hope for is that if the track ever gets sold out there at DeSoto, that it's not a developer looking to build condos. Um, well, you work on the guy that owns it, and uh, yeah, it's because of those. Be here. It's because of those guys with the champ carts that we uh, are actually doing this uh, uh, weekly segment on carting on Inside Florida Racing. It's because of those guys, and they're had to get real big. Huh? I don't want Phil's head to get real big. Well, actually, yeah, it was it was because of those guys, and I tell you, we couldn't do this segment without the help of Mike Portman with that series. So, Absolutely. Uh, well, I tell you what, they're a great bunch of guys, and uh, I have a, I have a lot of them that race with, with uh, Tri-City Car Club, Yeah, and uh, they're just a bunch of super well, people. Feel free to check in with us uh, from time to time, Terry. we got to run now, but I tell you, man, check in with us uh, anytime and, and give us updates or news that you might want to want to get out there, man. Okay, I'm serious about that cart, Jack. I understand that. <laughs> I know you're always serious, Terry. <laughs> thanks for the offer, Terry, and thanks for spending we'll time be in, with us. We'll be in touch with you, man. I got a card for you right now. Okay. There you have it. You we'll, guys are in. Okay. Right. Woo-hoo, powder puff. All right. Inside Florida Racing, our weekly carding segment. Very good job, Rob. Okay, we got to find out here real quick. We're going to take a very quick break, Rob, and we're going to come back with... Uh, Jason Beckner from Charlotte County. We're going to find out what the secret is to those folks putting the people in the grandstands down there. They're doing a good job. We'll be right back inside Florida Racing. It's inside Florida racing, everyone. And hey, I'm being joined by one of my good buddies, Jason Beckner, announcer for Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Jason, how you doing? C.C. Brooks, how you doing, darling? Good to hear from you. I'm doing real well. Now, you know, there's a bunch we need to cover here. You had a full weekend of monster trucks. You've got oh, boy. You've got another exciting weekend of racing coming up this weekend. There's a concert coming up at the Charlotte County Motorsports Park, which I know because I'm getting a lot of phone calls about. And, Jason, your track, the stands are being filled. You guys are doing something special. I tell you what, and all it is is down, home, good, clean, racing fun every Saturday night at the track. 
Uh, I, you know, for the fans that are out there listening right now, it's like all you got to do, all, all I want to do is thank them. Because, you know, like Bobby Deal says, it's not about us. It's not about them. It's all about the fans. It's mm-hmm. all about you. It's the fans' track. It's the driver's track. And we just got to thank them. We can't thank them enough for coming out and supporting us at the Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Now, now, real quick, talk about what is coming up um, this week at the Charlotte County Motorsports Park. I know you've got the checkered flag sprints there. Oh, yeah. The sprints are coming back. The asphalt devils are going to tear it up. We've also got the uh, the second qualifier for the Q Auto Injury Attorneys Open Wheel Modifieds. We've got the Outlaw Modifieds. Uh, also, the sportsmen are running, Pro Force, Fast Force, Road Warriors, Band Participation Racing, and much, much more. Now, this is what I have to encourage people to come out just for the Fan Participation Race, because the last time, I, the last <laughs> Fan Participation Race, I was there when that guy totaled his Nissan Maxima. That was absolutely crazy. I mean, uh, he was out there trying to run a 5.0 Mustang down and sailed it in on the high side down into turn three, and it just went around on him. And it went straight back into the wall, you know? Squash. You know, you're, yeah. you're just going out there to have a good time. If you can think you can handle it, then yeah. But, you know, be careful. Go out there and have fun. But sometimes you get one of them young guys out there, or girls, or God forbid a mom in a minivan that thinks she's uh, Danica, Pat- Danica Patrick for one night. Yeah. Backed it into the wall. It was it was a lot of fun. Feel sorry for the young man, but... Uh, it definitely is a lot of fun. It's something the fans don't want to know. All right, Jason, I have a question for you, too, and I want to know the real deal here. When are you bringing back the Steve Door tow truck race-off? And I would like you to take us, give us a replay of your call on that. I would have just love to have heard that live. Give us a replay of that. You know, uh, it was pretty wild. Uh, Steve Doerr was kind of parking in the corner quite a bit. He had everybody stacked up behind him. He locked the brakes up in turn number two. The smoke rolled off the front tires and stacked them all up behind him. And uh, so the call was for him to go to the back of the pack. He wasn't happy about the call. I can understand why. It was one of those calls where you just it's kind of, you know, got to outweigh it a little bit. And it was just finally enough that everybody had enough of it. And then uh, Steve Doerr's uh, spotter said, well, he's not going to get off the track until you black flag him. So we black flagged him. And uh, Steve Dewar proceeded, and we red flagged the race. Everybody stopped. Dewar pulled around to the front straightaway, stuck his hand out the window, and he wouldn't move the car. So we called the tow truck out there, and Joe from over at Prompt Towing comes out there, tries to uh, pull alongside of him, and then he says, hook it up. So Joe from Prompt tries to pull up. Steve Dewar plays the whole name game thing, pulls his car forward. Joe pulls the Prompt Towing truck forward. And then Dewar proceeded to take off around the track, and here goes the tow truck in, in tow right behind him, side-by-side racing, coming out of turn number two, prop tow truck down in the dirt on the end, <laughs> Dewar in the late model on the outside, screaming down into turn number three. Meanwhile, all the late models are parked on the front straightaway. Steve Dewar comes down around the high side of him, so now he's pinched up against the wall. Here comes the tow truck in behind him. Now our Palm Chevrolet pace truck tries to pin him in, and then Steve Doerr sneaks right in behind the Palm Chevrolet pace truck and finally decides it's better to get off the track after he delayed the race for about, oh, 15, 20 minutes. It was uh, actually pretty exciting and quite the scene. So, uh, so now, has he... Enjoyed it as much he, as I did. He was so DQ'd. Was a lot of fun. No, Jason, he was DQ'd, but was he banned from the track? 
Uh, talked to Bobby Deal today. He, uh, he he called Steve Dewar several times, left several messages uh, to discuss the situation with him. He hasn't called him back, and uh, the uh, the saga continues. Did this tow truck? Did this tow truck driver get show up money like the rest of the late model drivers? Exactly. Yeah. If, if, if Joe keeps driving like that, pretty soon he's probably going to have to pay to get in. <laughs> what do you think of that one, Rob? <laughs> uh, I think it's pretty crazy. Uh, I didn't hear about that. That's the first that I've heard of that whole situation. <laughs> now, yeah, it was, sounds like, sounds it was like pretty exciting. Was, sounds like Steve was pretty mad about something. Yeah, he was upset. Understandable. Uh, you know, you can understand why. I mean, from being in the driver's seat myself before over the past years, uh, it, it's one of those calls. It's one of them fine line calls, and they thought he had stepped across the line. And, you know, some... Uh, as a, as a flagman I knew years ago, Mr. PR folks used to say, sometimes you get the bear and sometimes the bear gets you. Let's go back real quick, uh, uh, Jason, and, and review that uh, three-day monster truck. You had a huge, from what I understand, you had a huge uh, crowd on Saturday night in particular. How big was it? How, how cool was it, man? I'm I'm thinking, you know, five, six, I mean, through the course of the weekend, there probably had to have been over 10,000 fans there through the whole weekend. I mean, we had Barefoot, we had Melissa, young lady driving rock solid, that was just literally rock solid all weekend long. Uh, we had... Is that uh, a camo Alex, truck? Is that a camo truck? No, 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 that was a, a purple, yellow, and green truck, a Chevy that was just sharp. They had lopped the back end off it, so it looked like a shortened Chevrolet, and... Uh, she just did a heck of a job all weekend long. The truck was strong. We had ride trucks there. We had kids. I mean, it you had stock car racing mixed in with it, right? It was a it was a mixture. Stock car racing. The stock car racing mixed in with the monster trucks. I mean, you had a whole different a whole different type of fans there for the show. Uh, these were your hardcore monster truck fans, and and you know those fans are kind of the hardcore WWE worldwide wrestling entertainment people. And Friday night, they had got they got themselves an eyeful of Cody Benoit and uh, Blaine Bear, uh, just in a knockdown, drag out four cylinder front wheel driveway. And uh, Cody Benoit had checked out with five laps to go. He had ten car lengths in the second place car of Blaine Bear. Benoit was coming off a of turn number two. The car shut down. I mean, it just shut down on him. He pulled it down to the inside. Blaine Bear whizzed by him. Bear pulled about 10 car lengths on him, and Cody Benoit's car fired right back up, started to run him down. Two laps to go. Benoit was right on the back bumper, didn't even think about it, swung it up to the high side. So for two laps, they were side-by-side. Side. It was clean racing. Nobody could tell who was going to win it. On that last lap, coming off of turn number two, they locked up on each other all the way down the back straightaway into turn three. They were sliding up the track, pulling it back down to the inside. They came off of four side-by-side side, down the front straightaway, Benoit leaning all the way down on Blaine Bear, and Benoit nudged him out by a nose. I mean, it was mere inches. And I, I, I thought for the life of me that the grandstands were going to fall down in this place, and we were going to be calling all of Charlotte County to come pick them all up. Now, Jason, what about your upcoming Charlie Daniels concert? What, what is, uh, when, when is that, and where can people get more info? The Charlotte County Motorsports Park is teaming up with TV Productions and Miller Genuine Draft and J.J. Uh, Taylor Distributors coming up June 6th is going to be the Charlie Daniels Band live in concert at Charlie County Motorsports Park. General admission tickets are only $25. That will get you into the grandstand seating. 
But if you want to get down on the infield, up close and personal with Charlie Daniels, $35 gets you through the gate and right down onto the infield. And before the Charlie Daniels concert, we're going to have racing. Really? Car racing and music, one of the one of the greatest names in country music, Charlie Daniels. Oh, he, he's, a, he's a wonderful man. I, I've worked with him at concerts before. He always does a great show. And, um, of course, got the numerous hits he has. So it's going to be a guaranteed to be a good show and that's a that'll be a great Saturday night at Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Jason, thank you so much for joining us you know, on Inside Florida you Racing. Know, I have a feeling on June sixth there's gonna be a lot of drivers out there that think they're stroker race. Hey that's D Day, man. That's that's D Day. It's Daniel's Day this year, huh? Yes it is. Yes it is. So guys, thank you so much the- for everything that you do for racing here in the state of Florida. And once again, I have just got to thank all the fans that come out and support us at the Charlotte County Motorsports Park and the drivers, the drivers, the drivers, the drivers. Thank you so much for making my job so interesting. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Jason. Thank you, thank guys. Bye. Yeah, so, Rob, you hadn't heard all about that, man. Yeah. No, that's the first I've heard of it. But now um, something else that we were talking about um, before, Jack, makes a lot of sense to me now. <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk about that later. It's hey, you know what? I wanted to make sure that I uh, talked about the uh, speaking of monster trucks. They've got a huge monster truck event again. If you didn't get enough, you want to go see monster trucks again? Ocala, uh, Ocala Speedway, yeah. Mike Peters this weekend. Four shows starting Friday, two on Saturday, mm-hmm. and uh, but they 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 won't have racing amongst their monster trucks. They're doing strictly monster trucks. Yeah, but, uh, strictly monster Sunday, trucks. Sunday, yeah. Sunday. <laughs> I'll tell you, once again, we want to just say uh, congratulations to Tate Pierce, man. Yes. A, good, a great guy and uh, a great, good, good performance there at Bronson, and uh, really happy for him. And remember, we are down to the wire when it comes to picking a driver of the month, and you can uh, submit your nominations. We've got us. a few. We've got a few yeah. tonight. We have Mark Whitener, David Moore Sr., and Grady Christian. Uh, people have thrown their hats into the ring. Tate Pierce. And who? And, and uh, Tate, Tate Pierce. Pierce. Yeah. One right there from uh, Jason. There you go. Jason's mm-hmm. doing his. All right. I'm okay. Still, I'm still here. Thanks, guys. I love you. See ya. <laughs> Bye, guys. Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in to Inside Florida Racing. Remember, you can always get this show, a replay of it, online at InsideFloridaRacing.com and on iTunes. Say good night, Rob. Good night, Rob. Good night, y'all. Good night, Jason.